back to Dude and the Motherfucking Dudes. What's up? It's me. It's Jake. It's the Dude. I'm here. It's one of my good friends. My American Idol. Paul. That's good. (laughs) What's up, man? Hi, buddy. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. So, for those of you who don't know, Paul is the founder of the Wandering Yetis hashtag Fight for 50 Peaks. Yeah. Nah, I don't. I wouldn't say founder. I just I found somebody to do it with. Yeah, you're no, you're the founder. You I mean, texted me one day. Away. <laughs> yeah, was, I didn't have to force you. That's you right. wanted it. It's true. I did. I still do. I, I but I was the the potentially two hundred fifteenth person to think of this though. So for what two hundred fourteen people have done it? All fifty. Mm-hmm. That's right, and our original goal was to try to be within the first 500. I don't know if you remember that, but I do. I don't, but yeah, we're on pace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, we're crushing it. Oh, we'll have to see. After, after How long have we years, been doing this? Eight months, seven months, something like that. Just eight months. June or July last okay. year. I have to look at the geotag in the picture. Um, I actually... Uh, <laughs> I went down the rabbit hole of, I don't know, I, I started looking at Mount Mitchell, because that's like the next peak, uh-huh. and um, I got to this guy, this gentleman right here. Can you describe this gentleman for your audience? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, imagine Colonel Sanders, okay? Now picture what his grandfather would look like. And that's basically this guy. The guy who really came up with the idea of the KFC. <laughs> yeah, the original guy. But, but he got it got stolen from him. Like, that's what you look like. He was the blend of uh, how many herbs and spices? Uh, 11 herbs and spices. 11. I thought it was like a teen, like a 13. No, but this guy's old. Who did, who's this guy? So that guy is the first person to complete all 50 peaks. Nah. Yes. I, Dude, I, he's I, ancient. I had to look him up. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. His pants are pulled up to the bottom of his ribs. Yeah, I want to say he did it in like the 30s, 36 maybe, like right before the Second Great War. Oh, man. Right when it Dude, started. He looks awesome. Send yeah. me that picture. Yeah, so he, um, <laughs> nobody thought to, nobody either thought to do this or wanted to do this because it wasn't. It wasn't completed until like 14 years after he did it was when the second person did it. Oh, okay. So yeah, it was like it's something like just out of the ordinary that um not many people would think to do because I mean you look at Indiana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ohio, <laughs> it, 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 they it were was, rough. It was six inches off the ground, you know. We just had to drive there. And yeah. Then, like I like I said when we were there, they hyped they hyped up the Indiana one, H- Hosier Hill, because some. It's on private property, so first off, you're like, oh, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be awkward going in somebody's like property, and uh, but this this Boy Scout with his Eagle Merit badge made like a, a pathway up to the high point, which we knew wasn't very high. It was in like the 1400 or something like that feet. Yeah. But uh, when we got there, it was like it was like a 60 foot gravel driveway. Yeah, dude, not even. And then like, <laughs> and then like. Stairs that were placed in mud that got hardened over, rained on many years over, many, 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 times. many, many years over. And it, it, it made them sturdy, but like I, I expected, I expected more. There wasn't a lot there. Maybe we just went in a bad time. 
because it was kind of gross out that day. It was, it was very muddy. Uh, you yeah. could tell it had rained a lot recently. Um, but dude, it was still it was pretty cool. I yeah. liked that. I, I thought it was cooler than Ohio, but Ohio was still pretty damn cool. See, I liked Ohio more just because of the radar station. Because I, I honestly cool. thought I thought like it's, the soldiers were gonna come out and be like. We get it, but you can't be here. Like that kind of. It thing. did seem like that because we went on a Sunday and they're like there's closed a, on Sundays. There's a radar station, like actively spinning. Yeah. That that like was, was going. I, as a World War II fan, that, that stuff was crazy. And that's when it was invented from. Radar. Huh? The British invented radar. I didn't know that actually. Uh, it was uh, always a military thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until they realized how good it was, and then you know, obviously they. Air traffic control came shortly thereafter. Yeah, they were like, oh, shit, if we're going to have planes flying around, we should probably keep track of them. Well, yeah, they did it <laughs> smart. Like, a, the military made the way to, to track aircraft, and then they gave it to the public and said, this is how you do it, because the military is very efficient when it comes to stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, they are. They really are. That's one of, like, three things you'll need to know trigonometry for. Air traffic control? Yeah. I actually uh, work with a guy who's in school to be air traffic control gosh does he look like einstein like wiry hair and stuff like that so the problem is <laughs> he's actually kind of a douchebag seems like he's probably his numbers going through his head all day jim carrey 23 yeah yeah i don't think so no 13? i think it's quite the opposite it's 13 i think he uh has like that monkey with the the tambourines. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. By the way, <laughs> you know, like the the, the monkey with the the symbols, uh, not tambourines, the, the, the symbols. Yeah, and you like wind it up, and it's like ching 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 ching. Yeah, ching, but that's ching. A, that's. Uh, I feel like that's the only thing I said. I can't remember. I can't remember the name of that. Something about the moon. The, the moon. Is it the one where he's like in a in a world that's fake? Is that the one you're talking about? Is it called The Truman Show? What are you talking about? The Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, what about it? I thought that's what you were just talking about. Not at all. Oh, what were we talking about? (laughs) I said I I I work with a guy. Yeah. He's going to be a job control. And you said, I bet he has numbers flying around in his head. Yeah, and I referenced the Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. And then you referenced the Jim Carrey. No, 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 no. I said, I think the only thing in his head is one of those monkeys with the symbols. Oh well, in the Truman Show, there's there's like a, a symbolic monkey, like 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 you said, the symbol in the Bitch, tambourine. You're a symbolic thing. monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for dudes in the Duke sponsoring this Kettle One vodka moment. Yeah, yeah <laughs> not a sponsor. You got the Kettle One, I'm rocking the Johnny Walker. It's garbage, dude. Why did you just drink it straight? Kettle One is not that good. It's alright, but it's oh, better. Puts hair in the chesticles. That's right. That's right. It'll loosen you up. Oh, dude, it's terrible. So somewhere in the world, people drink that on the daily. Paul, hmm. you uh, not only are a history buff, but you do love yeah, history. I'm a history buff. Yes. Well, yeah, dude. I'm not saying you're like a professor, hmm. but you also are a big old sloppy fan of the music. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Music, the musicianal arts. Yeah. <laughs> My um, so, uh, you did that for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like 10 years. Yeah. Not so much playing, but more managing. And... Oh, yeah. No, I only played 
I only played drums for ten months, and then I only played with people once. Yeah, and they're they're both dead. Joe Joe Hannon and Matt Tassarino are my favorite. Oh man, yeah, damn. Well, uh, was it like a jam session? I guess I never jammed with anybody. Man, (laughs) dude, we only played um, Twenty First Century Breakdown by Green Day. Oh man, that was like the only song I could. That's the only song I could play on drums like well the whole way through. And then, like, I could play, like, Boston. More than a feeling. Is that 21st century? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was one of the few songs where Trey Cool was, like, um, technical and not as much rhythm. So you were more... That makes sense. You're well, more yeah, because I'm not I, you're I, more technical minded. Well, it was just one where I was just doing it for fun, so it's easier to see technical because, like, Neil Peart, Neil Peart writes his shit out. Well, rest in peace, Neil. Um, he wrote his stuff out where it was like pinpoint accuracy. Like, even if it was in seven five, seven fifth time, I don't know what you would officially call it. Like, it was written down where it was like. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, okay. You know, like it was like everything was perfect. Whereas if you have somebody like Trey Cool, it's like, um, or John Bonham's a good example because he didn't play with a, he didn't play with a time signature or oh, okay. um, a metronome. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you look at like his drum patterns in a lot of them, like a lot of their songs will split, speed up slightly and slow down slightly because he keeps the time because he's a drummer. Yeah. But he doesn't use a metronome even in the studio. <laughs> so it's like sometimes it's a little bit out. He's but like, I mean, that's. Okay. I mean, look at we him. do what I say we do. Look at him now. Look at him now. That's right. Man, it's just, it's all about the feeling. And especially More back feeling. when he was. <laughs> <laughs> but when he was really hammering it out, uh, that's what it was all about, man, was that feel. Wait, are we, are we talking about Jimmy Page or just Led Zeppelin in general? All of it. The uh, whole yeah. era. Well, yeah, that was um, that was the '60s, like late '60s, early '70s. Yeah, they had the Yardbirds with uh, like Jimmy Page and the Eric who? Clapton. The Yardbirds. Yardbirds. It was one of the first super groups. Yeah, it was like Eric Clapton, Jimmy Page, um, and two what? other well-known people. What's one song that they did? Oh, I have no idea, dude. It's from like 1967. Well, how are they a super group if I ain't never heard of them? You can't because they're all absolute. You never heard of any of those people? No, I've heard of. Yeah, they're all legends, people. right? Yeah. I don't think they knew that they were a super group I've at the time. I've never heard of Yard. Oh, oh, oh. This oh, no. is before they were famous. Oh, I'm I thought you meant like this was made because they were famous and people were like, look, we got to put all these famous people together in a super group and we'll call it Lawn Darts or whatever. Yard Bird. Yellow Bird. What was it? Yard Bird. Right? The Yard Birds. The Yard Birds. So, yeah, Very they, specific. Well, they formed in London in 1963, uh, Care of Wikipedia. Uh, the band's core lineup featured uh, harmonica player Keith Ralph, who I have no idea who that is. Jim McCartney, I don't know who that is. You don't know, Chris, Keith, you don't know Keith Ralph and Jim McCartney? No, do you? Oh, my God, neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they're, be- <laughs> they're both best known for that. But <laughs> it, it was Eric Clapton, Jimmy Page, and Jeff Beck. Where Damn. The, um, three other people in that group. Way Eric Clapton and Jimmy Page together sounds pretty cool. Uh, side note, I just, uh, this isn't, I was thinking of Beck, not Jeff Beck. Oh, um, uh, okay. Yeah, I was like, I didn't realize Beck was like 70 years old. <laughs> Beck's probably like 40. Um, Wait, is the guy from Beck's name Beck? I don't know. This dude. What? 
But anyway, it doesn't. I don't care about the fucking yellow yard birds or whatever. What are they called? The yard birds. The yard. <laughs> They're an icon. I don't care about I, you. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the yard birds. Thanks, man. Those people individually, I guess, are cool. But as a group, you know, I've for, never heard of them. For somebody who says they care about you, they they should give you a rock rock hard share here. You're like a TGI Fridays. Okay. Look. Okay, so I, I, I'm i sorry, the guest chair isn't the best. <laughs> I gave you a pillow to put on the chair. I do. I gave you I everything feel, you needed. I feel like that's a head pillow. And you're, I, a, you're a head pillow. All right, but anyway, Paul, you were freaking, freaking whatever, and uh, you were, what did you, what are you? Oh, I was doing like, like band, and well, I wanted to be a tour manager, but band management was what okay. I was doing, yeah. And you, uh, it never happened, but you did no. plan like a big old motherfucker. Of a tour for a band, right? Well, what yeah, well, about that once? yeah, I did. I did do one tour and got a tattoo of it when I my career was promising, <laughs> and now it's just like a paperweight on my arm. But uh, your brother did this actually. Oh shit! Yeah, and oh, then my yeah. dog promptly jumped on it like three days after healing and Perfect. knocked a couple of holes in it. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I I did that one for that band, and then I had a friend from England named Tom. Who was doing? Um, this was actually after all the all the bad stuff happened with that that band I was just talking about, um, where he was doing a tour where he was bringing all these YouTube and social media stars together with like these up and coming like YouTube bands and SoundCloud bands and rappers and all that stuff. To me, it sounds really lame. Yeah. Um, but there's plenty of money to be made because oh, yeah. kids spend their parents' money. You know. Yes, they so, do. Yeah. So, I've been friends with this cat for, I was, I haven't talked to him in a minute, but um, I was friends with him for like three years just through like doing my music stuff. Like, I, I networked with a lot of bands in England because I, I like their, they had a good pop rock scene. Definitely. Um, through like the, uh, like the northern half of England. And um, I just met him through there. He's from like just north of Liverpool. So, I don't know, he's around a place with a bunch of lakes. Um, but he had planned this tour the year before. And it was called Digitour. I don't, I don't, I don't think he has the ability to sue me. So it was called Digitour, and he took or DigiHub, something I don't know, something like that. Did he something? But um, yeah. So he had all these investors, and mm-hmm. he had them from like record labels and shit like that. Like it went to where he paid like thirty-eight grand to Ticketmaster, okay, to sponsor you know all the ticket sales because these were in big events, like big arenas and venues, like um, like the Ryman Auditorium and and. Nashville, which is like legendary. Yeah. For sure. Um yeah. And uh of course they weren't coming to Pittsburgh. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, if you're but coming yeah. across these, you usually don't waste your time. But yeah, it was like it was like forty forty shows across um across like sixty days or something like that with like tour buses and all that stuff. Like it was a it was a legit setup. And there was like this six month gap because sometimes you just don't talk to people. I didn't even realize he was doing this at the time. There was like a six month gap where I didn't talk to him, and then all of a sudden he came back and he was like super bummed out. Then eventually I was like, "Well, what have you been up to?" You know, mm-hmm. and he was telling me that. So he told me the whole spiel about how they had Ticketmaster and they had all this money, and he's like, "He's like, I had one hundred and forty thousand dollars in my account, and it was like every show was projected to make like three hundred grand. So Jeez. after expenses, it would be like he'd make like sixty grand a show, and he's like, that's how he could fund like paying everybody and everything like that. A poor proposition." But had it worked out, it would have been like that every entrepreneur's dream of like, mm, yeah. you know, I, I took a risk and it, it, it fucking, it, it, we did it, you know, just like uh, Noah Balboa on last week's podcast, <laughs> you know, just do it, you know. 
Uh, but it, it didn't. He crashed and burned. Oh. So he's in Los Angeles where he flew his entire staff of like 18, 19 year old kids, which they were definitely kids doing something that adults should have been doing. People with experience. He flew them all to Los Angeles and they're staying at like this nice ass hotel, which, you know, is normal in the industry. They do stuff like that. They'll always yeah. get you nice food and nice hotel and shit. No, I know Noah's told you about the food they have at like the, uh, oh, yeah. the that he does. There's like shrimp and stuff at like one in the morning. Like, <laughs> just cause. <laughs> yeah, just cause it's a, it's a movie set. But, uh, yeah, like he had all this stuff going for him. And then, uh, like how, how it was going to work was he ordered like eight tour buses. And they were coming from Virginia, but the show, the tour starts in Los Angeles. Well, most of those places have like a delivery service. Well, like, you know, you're going to pay a hundred dollars a day and we'll include it as part of your rental. Oh, okay. But then they charge you like $900 to fly the person back, you know, uh, whoever okay. drives yeah. it out there. So in this case, you need eight people, you know, so it's like it adds Ooh. up. You have plenty Quick. of money for it though. You know, like I said, he had 140 grand in his account ready to go. So, um, the buses had to get wrapped and you know, like they they put like the big old digi tour, digi hub on the sides of it. Yeah. So he originally gave the guy who was going to do it. It was like, I want to say it was like 25 grand or something like that total, oh. which is, you know, not a, a drop in the bucket for, to, what, for what to rent the buses and have them. No, to have them wrapped. Just to have them. Yeah, he already rented them. They were already rented, oh, ready to shit. go. Twenty five thousand dollars to put yeah, a dude, decal a whole, on this shit. There's a there's a whole production. Well, these are like seventy foot long vans and stuff though. Like they're tour buses. They're like I don't legitimate. Give shit. Like, you know, like I give you ten grand, motherfucker, and that is he had a pushing it. I mean, he had a staff of like a lot of people. I hunch over, so it's gonna be better. Um, yeah, but he had all this. Um, he had all these people here, and the idea was that. Uh, the buses got ordered in Virginia. The guy was going to wrap them like 60 miles south of Virginia. Okay. And then the people were going to come back and get them and drive them to Los Angeles. Oh, pardon me. And uh, so he originally gave the guy who was going to wrap the bus his 10 grand. Uh-huh. As like the, the pre, prepay or whatever, you know. Oh, okay. To yeah. get the work started. Yeah. Which should be the total price. But anyway. Yeah. So I, I, you know, so he was going to pay him like 18 grand when it was done, you know, like mm-hmm. the 10, 10 grand plus if somebody brings you eight tour buses, they're not fucking around, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. For sure. Um, I'm sure there's, for sure. I'm sure there's plenty of times people got burned, but yeah, either way. So the guy called him while he was in Los Angeles and he's like, Hey, I need, uh, I need the other 18 grand before I'll finish these buses for you. And he's like, you said you'd do a job, you know, do the job, and then I'll pay you 18 grand. Yeah. And he's like, no, you know, I, and I'm sure there's, like, the he said, she said of it. So I'm assuming, based on how much I know this guy now, that he was probably just as much as fault as this guy was. Oh, uh, yeah. So um, what he, what the guy did, when my buddy told him, like, fuck off, you know, I have a contract, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So the guy called his bank in England, and, you know, the Liverpool Credit Union or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> And he said, hey, this guy owes me 18 grand. Give me, you know, my, my money or whatever. So the bank just freezes his account. They're like, you know, fuck you. You know, so, something bad has happened to your account. Oh, for this, man. This random American guy to be calling us, like threatening us and stuff. Yeah. So he's in Los Angeles. No. With so, all these people. That are... Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's like, he said he had, he's like, I got, I got 12 grand in like a bag. Like, you know, just like a money bag. You yeah. Know, something yeah. normal. Um, and that's like your per diem and shit for food and, and stuff for the day and like giving out to all your staff and stuff like that and, and runners for the show. And, uh, yeah, he had this money in it and he goes to use his card and the bank was like, Hey, 
Sorry. No, not allowed. It's it being investigated. Yeah, so he calls them, <laughs> and he's like, dude, why is my account locked? And they said, hey, somebody called us threatening, you know, blah, 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 if they didn't get their money, and they had all of your account info because he had previously paid this guy like 10 grand. So the guy yeah, has the invoice with all of his info on it. Um, and he said they tried to deduct it again, so we locked your account. And they said, for security purposes, you have to come down to the thing. And he, he explains the whole situation. He's like, I'm 4,800 miles away in Los Angeles in the United States with like 14 goddamn preteens in, the, you know, yeah, in his, in his hotel room ready I mean. to be like, you know, like to do this tour. And uh, they were like, sorry, Charlie, this is, and I, I don't know, this, this sounds like the bullshit part to me. Cause I feel like if you were to explain to somebody that, and then like, you could be like, Hey, I'm going to get my sister or I'm going to get somebody, you know, a family member Something. that can, yeah. You know, somebody to, like, to, we have to figure this out. Yeah, because I know in, like, America, like, people get shot over stuff like that, so I'm assuming it would be the same in England. But either way, they they locked his account, quote-unquote, and um, he couldn't get his money out. So he's like, I got to fly back to – and the tour's supposed to start in, like, six days, however long it takes to get a fucking bus from here to here to there. And uh, so at this point, he's, like, like telling everybody everything's delayed. He's trying to work it out. By this point, the tour – the guy who's wrapping them, Stopped wrapping them in mid wrap and, and sent them back to the the bus company. Jesus Christ! Yeah, so that that gentleman in Virginia really fucked his shit up, dude. And uh, yeah, it. <laughs> so he stays in the hotel with these people for like six, seven days, Ooh. and the hotel's pretty cool about it. But like I said, it's a ritzy hotel, so he's giving them food money all day. Mm-hmm. He's he is trying genuinely to figure out like how to. Get oh yeah. At this at this point, he realizes the tour is not going to happen. So, four or five days later, like he, you know, however many days it was, he runs out of money. So he's using like credit cards, you know, like you know, you buy like gas cards and stuff like that, yeah. or whatever. But he bought he bought you know credit cards for just to use in America. Those start running out. Oh man! So it got to the point where people had to call their parents. To buy them plane tickets to go back. Oh, man. And, like, and I feel bad for, and I keep taking this so far away from my face, but uh, I'm just, uh, it's, I can smell Noah's mustache from here. <laughs> um, no, uh, <laughs> but he, he felt so bad about the whole thing because he had to do the same thing. Like, he had to call his parents and was like, hey, did I fuck this whole thing up and I'm, I don't want to go to jail in America. I need so, to bail like, out, like, yeah. please. <clears throat> yeah, so for, I, I'd assume it's still like ongoing because if you go to Ticketmaster and search for it, it's still up there. Um, but Ticketmaster was trying to sue him because he, you know, he paid them like thirty-eight grand, and they they pre-printed all these tickets and did all this advertising because obviously they want to make as much money as they yeah. can. Um, oh, yeah, man, all kinds of crazy. But I had just broke, I just broke it up with my last band, and. Uh, <laughs> No, so I I actually I broke up with a, a, my 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 last band who wasn't my big band um, after that, and uh, he was like, dude, I'm I'm trying to plan this next tour out, you know, same thing, same name, we we yeah. got everything taken care of, and I'm like, cool. So I'm like, well, what's it gonna be? And he's like, you know, he's like, I still got the investors there. He said we got funding. I want to make it big, and I'm like, okay. He's like, multiple countries. I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, we're going to do 60, it was like 64 shows in the U.S. and Canada. There was like seven shows in Mexico and like one or two Central American things. Damn. 
Yeah, and then there was like there was like three shows on every continent except for Antarctica. Like there on out. Like he had, he had a couple in South Africa, like this big whole thing. So he was like, Can you where like you, this this would be the type of tour where you have like two or three tour managers? Yeah. It's like you you get a hemisphere and you get a hemisphere yeah, exactly. and you get a hemisphere. Yeah. And uh yeah, like, that's a lot of like fucking planning. But, but yeah, that's exactly it, because you have like one person that does like international travel and then you'll have another person that does like accommodations. accommodations. Yeah, and then but no, they'll do like yeah. accommodations everywhere, you know. And yeah. then you have one person that kind of like field generals the whole thing, you know, like orchestrates the whole thing, like a mom. Yeah. You know? exactly. <laughs> like Keeps everyone on track. Mom on Thanksgiving or something. Yeah. Um but <laughs> But yeah, so he he had this whole thing, and I was I was supposed to be the second lead. I was going to be like the North American tour manager, um, which was my shit. So I spent like eight hours a day for like three months. Oh. Maybe maybe okay, that's exactly. We'll say four hours a day for like three months, planning out like bus routes because in America, like bus drivers can't drive for more than like ten hours straight without yep. having eight straight hours. You can't go on certain roads. Like, yeah, like, limits. Yeah, and yeah, weird shit. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I planned accordingly for all that, and I was able to plan all these dates out, and, dude, oh, my gosh, it was so much logistical work, and I had so much fun doing it, and as the date got closer, I was working with um this girl, Lisa Thomas, she was going to be the, uh, she was going to be, like, the lead for, like, I, I don't know if it was, like, English-speaking countries, but she was, she was some, like, 20-year-old girl from, I think it was Texas, and she was a fucking pistol, man. She was awesome. Like, any anytime some bullshit, like, cause you know me, like, if somebody does something somebody somebody does something uncouth i just like don't say anything about it yeah well she's the one that will like call your bullshit out she's like you oh, farted yeah. i know you farted like she's yeah. like that kind of, she, won't, <laughs> she won't hit you over but she'll call you out oh uh, yeah oh yeah the world needs this yeah so it was like six weeks or, or two months before we were supposed to start like the um the pre pre prep tour where we were gonna fly to like texas and, and meet up with lisa and meet like the other 13 people in the crew okay um, and it was going to be me and my British buddy and this girl is like the tour managers for the whole thing with my British buddy being the field general, the whole thing. And, uh, I'm doing all this work and as it's getting closer, she's texting me and she's like, Hey, you mentioned anything about buying plane tickets yet for, to you? I'm like, no. Nah. And he was like, well, you didn't mention it to me either. Uh, like, oh, fuck, dude. So I'm like, no, we're, we're good. We're good. So then he like, he emails us and he's like, I need your, your, your bank account info and your swift routing code which is a international like routing thing mm -hmm. now i i was able to give them my i didn't give them my routing number i gave him my account number and the swift code because that's what you need and, and without my routing number he can't you know he can't like steal shit from my account yeah yeah or ho however it works whatever yeah. it, was, it was completely legit so i give him that and uh she gets a she gets a deposit for she gets like two hundred dollars or something, something stupid. Okay. And I was like hush money or something. Yeah, <laughs> right. I didn't get shit. Um, and he was like, "I'm just letting you know that's like good faith, blah blah blah. Everything's coming together." But he was he was so enthusiastic about it. And now, like, uh, I'll be flat out like we didn't lose any money. We just lost time. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, but and and I mean I don't even talk to her anymore. But she was she was still she was awesome. But uh, yeah. So he he fucking gamed us, and I was still friends with him for like. A year and a half, two years after that, because mm -hmm. it was just like I didn't lose anything but time. Yeah, and I, I mean, and I really like talking to people about like that kind of stuff because it was like, how often can you be like, did you see the visa requirements for 
leave Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take us weeks, you know? Yeah, yeah you that's that, you, true. You don't get to have those kind of conversations with people. That's like the nerdy stuff I like. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, okay. Long-winded, so, I'm sorry. No, that's all right. You're fine, dude. You're fine. So you did that. Um, so how long after that did you... Uh, you always were into, like, computer stuff, obviously. You were using computers to do all and this shit. And many friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when did you start working in IT? Because that's what you do now. That's a story in and of itself, my man. Because, like... Don't you... ever make a hobby. Like, we're doing this for fun. If you start to make money, you're going to hate it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, but it's like, uh, I, bought, I, I had a lot of fun building computers and, and figuring out why things broke. I got a lot better at it by doing IT, but uh, no, I um, I worked at Point Park as Paul Blart's uh, university cop. Yeah, you did, and it was amazing. You would always Snapchat yourself yeah. being a security guard. Yeah, and, and doing like, funny shit. The, the kids were great. Point being Park. on stage when there's no one there. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretend like I'm a playwright, yeah. Yeah, dude, just doing all sorts of crazy shit. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. It was good. It was so, good times. I saw I saw a bunch of people falling on stairs like every day. It was great. It was, it was one of the best times. Nobody ever got hurt, dude, you know. It was, it was yeah, a lot of fun. that makes it even better. You guys were hurt. I got caught taking a selfie in an elevator once. That was oh, I, I saw so many people do that, you know, because these are college age, you're, you know, college age kids. Yeah. And That's I'm college. like I'm like some 27 year old, 28 year old security <laughs> guard, overweight security guard. I refused to wear a clip-on tie, but I had a tie on, you know, I, was, I had no weapon. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was taking a Snapchat selfie, and the doors opened, like, earlier than I thought they would. And it's like, I knew the cops could see me, because I, I watched the same cameras, but it was it was this dude, and then they gave me the weirdest look, because I just looked like I do now, like a, like a, I don't know, like a pedophile or something. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, my god. But I mean, I think if the uh, elevator doors open and a security guard's taking a selfie... That's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. I would at least start cracking up. It was just awkward more than anything. Oh, that's because they made it awkward. Oh, but yeah, so I, w- I was like the su- supervisor of the security at, at Point Park for a okay. time. And, um, like, I just hated my job because, like, at some point, like, in, in security, all they want to do is cut borders or, or cut corners. Like, 9-11 happened and the security budget went up and now... Nobody attacks American soil because we got a lot better at defending it or whatever. Yeah, so they're like, um, well, we don't need yeah, security. Yeah, so attack, it's the same thing with IT. If there's not a big break, yep. IT gets cut off slowly and surely. So stupid, yeah. And then all of a sudden, Equifax happens. Mm-hmm. The Chinese? <laughs> um, but, the, yeah. No, so I, every single day for probably seven months, I sat at the front desk of Point Park University. And I love the people. I love the people. But it was like the, you know, what? Do you, I'm 28 years old. I'm going to be a fucking security guard forever yeah you know i was like if i'm gonna if i'm gonna fail you know i'm not gonna do it doing like this what i consider like back-breaking labor you know like not saying anybody who does it's bad but it was like i can do better than this yeah you know? no that's fair so like i i read every almost every article for this day in history on wikipedia for like seven months straight because <laughs> there's nothing else to, all my job was was to say hi Hey, you didn't you didn't show me your badge, and then watch people fall downstairs like I mentioned before. You know, <laughs> yeah. That was my only job. Um, yeah, it was actually not, in the description for your job title. Yeah, nothing crazy. Like downstairs. probably the craziest thing that happened during like my normal shift was um, 
out of nowhere, some girl came in. She she fell like outside on like a normal sunny day and busted her nose off the ground. And I I didn't get to see the video. The cops the cops did not show me that video, but I guess she smacked her face pretty good right off the ground. And she just oh, came man. in and like I thought she got in a fight because it's downtown Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, she said something wrong to the wrong person. Or some crackhead just, you know, yeah, <laughs> just went for it. No um, but yeah, her face was gushing blood, and it was like that was probably the scariest thing that happened. That was it. Yeah, yeah. By Point Park, the, the, Point you Park? never like broke up a fight. Mm-mm. Oh, and that's that was the other thing too. Is like in security guard, they're like, you can be sued if you you touch people and you break up fights. I told I told them flat out in my interview. I'm like, dude, if I see two people fighting and one dude's on top of the other one or one person's on top of the other one, I'll that's what I'm stepping have... in. Yeah. yeah. Like if it's if it's a straight up everybody's throwing fists and all of a sudden the the point park cops show up and that that's good. That's fine, yeah. Yeah, or they stop fighting. I mean, you know, every so often you see people, especially in downtown Pittsburgh, you see people fight and they'll throw fists and then like they get broken up and then they just both walk away yelling as they walk away and that's. Oh uh, yeah, that's it's a, huge. I see you do see that a lot. It's weird. The yell walk away is the best. Yeah, I mean, I, I was known for that when we were growing up. Well, that's what everyone did. That's Pittsburgh. Well, thing. I used to get beat up, Mike Swindell, Mike Bobek. Wow. Yeah. That's because you lived on the street and you were younger and you were chubby. No, I wasn't, so. no, it wasn't, I wasn't chubby. I, mean, I, did, I was like this size in high school. Isn't that weird? I remember. Yeah. I'm slob. I knew you. Yeah, barely. Yeah, barely. I'm more you. You're really Dan Buell's younger brother. Oh, thanks. Gee, thanks. Well, yeah. Well, you were just Paul. My other table's a turn. Now I see you all the time and I never see your brother. I know. Isn't that weird? I've seen his dog more than I've seen him. Yeah, in great the past, dog. Like four years. Great dog, dumbass pit. He, dude, he bites my beard every time I see him. The dog goes. Yeah, that's okay. That's cute. Just bites and gives me little tugs. Dude, um, we have an office dog, and he bit my nose. Yeah. And um, it was the cutest thing. I was bleeding. I'm like, oh, that was the cutest thing ever. I did one of these, and I had like blood all over my hand. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It was my fault. He can't be faulted for anything. Wait a minute. I feel like we went off topic. Uh, you're no, talking, yeah, about talking about how you got into doing IT. And you were telling uh, me, like, Point Park Police stories. Yeah, yeah, We talked yeah. about, like, fucking crackheads. And that, that was Yeah, it. people fighting each other. So how'd you get into there. IT? You were, like, watching people fall downstairs. <laughs> yeah, no. So, uh, <laughs> no, so I always, in in the mornings, I always saw the director of IT, uh, Tim Wilson. He can uh, eat a dick. And then... Um, eat a dick, Tim. Yeah. And uh, I, I always see them, and I always see... Um, the hell was that dude's name? Donnie. Donnie was my boss. Donnie no, Iris. No, Donnie. <laughs> Donnie was with a lisp, and I like to sing Ed Sheeran songs on acoustic guitar <laughs> on Instagram um, and sleep with his employees. I wasn't even me. I was so jealous. No. Um, no, they would always walk past, and we'd always say hi and stuff like that. And I'd always ask them about like computer stuff because I was always interested. And he was like, hey. I always joke around, like, let me know if you have a, an opening, because I've never gone to school, you know, I just smoke weed and do nothing all day, <laughs> and um, they, uh, the one day he was, he was passing, he was like, you know, we just had a, we, they actually, they fired the guy for coming to work high. Perfect. Which is a stupid thing to do, especially in IT, like, it's so hard to think. Um, but yeah, we, <laughs> they, they fired him for it, they escorted him out, I didn't even notice, but uh, yeah, they, they they said the job was open. They were like, you know, what, you know, what are your qualifications? I was like, I went to ITT Tech for three years and then dropped out, and I built a computer once. Like, I oh, built, I, I, I built like a twenty five hundred dollar computer. That thing's a beast. Nice. Yeah. Um, 
and I had an interview, and I'm, you know, I'm a likable guy, or I can, you know, I'm personable, I can talk to most people. Yeah. Um, I just talked it up, yeah. I just talked it up, and we were good. I got the job, and it was like, everything after that was like this roller coaster of emotions, uh, in a place where it shouldn't have been. In a place of learning. Yeah. (laughs) It's the house of learned doctors. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what's up, problem? That's Will Ferrell. Yeah, you can edit this podcast, right? Yeah, but I don't. So, there's that. Well, I mean, I want to smoke a cigarette, so. Oh, yeah, we can take a short commercial break. Here's a short word from our sponsors. Please hold. Today's podcast is brought to you by Doors. Open them up. See where they go. Doors. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you for from the for that word. Thank you for that word from our sponsor. Bulgers, you're going to love the way you look. I guarantee it. I don't think that's their tagline, but we'll run with it. Um, sorry. Let's get down to business. Let's talk dirty. Let's talk brass tacks. No, let's talk wandering edge. Keep it where it was. You're good. I just don't like how close it is to my face. Gotta be close. It's, like it's, it's in my personal. It's definitely close. It's to gonna my pop your bubble. Let the mic there pop your bubble. But anyway, let's talk Yetis. Let's talk Peaks, baby. <laughs> That's all I picture everybody hearing, but yeah, let's talk peace. Um Yeah. Denali. Oh man. Okay, let's not talk that feature. I'm so excited about that. Because dude, feature. that'll be nuts. How long does it take? Two, three weeks. It's, yeah, it's gonna be two or three weeks. And you get there and the weather sucks and they're like, Yeah, we're not gonna do this. And you're like, Okay. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's there's four thousand dollars down a drain. But I don't think it'll happen. I don't think life would do that to us. Well, no, because, I mean, at a certain point, too, like, I I plan on taking that portion very seriously, the actual, like, alpine mountaineering stuff, because I'm very interested in it, but, um... Oh, yeah, not just that, it literally is life-threatening. I feel like I would, I would push, I would probably be the one that would push us in that case to, like, we could get hurt, but I think we should do it, like, even though, like, on the 5% chance we shouldn't, but, like... I like the Denali odds. has the well Denali has the highest uh ranger station in the, in the world at like 10,000 feet or 15,000 feet or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it also claims more lives than No, no, that can't be true. Pretty sure like, it's true. No, it's something something like 0.3 people die a year, so like a whole bunch of midgets, I guess midgets just shouldn't go on the mountain. <laughs> How do you but, say uh, point? Well, I guess because one well, yeah, person like dies have, every yeah, 3 years. Yeah, if you have, you know, yeah, 3 people die in 2 years, 1.5 um but no it's and a lot of those people that do it are solo like i know the uh, last person i read about was like last year late last year um the japanese guy who's doing a solo ascent by himself and jeez i i, I want to say that he had a heart attack though oh which actually that that and and falling like sliding down the mountain are like the, the bad ones like the altitude sickness obviously but like yeah altitude sickness if you get down fast enough it's much better odds. If you have a heart attack, you're kind of like fucked, you know? Super. Especially you're by yourself and you're having a heart attack. Yeah. On top, on the side of a mountain. And then there's people that they just don't find for you, like, years. But Denali, like I said, Denali's pretty good in terms of, um, like, response time and yeah, predictable weather. You know? Yeah, yeah, you know, that's well, true. Well predicted. Fun fact. Oh, I got to put my, my fun fact given eyes on here. Back in the 40s, Germany 
Yep. Put a weather station. Okay. In Alaska. Where? It was actually in Canada. Oh. But like on Alaska, Canada, like right on that. Ish. Yeah, right, oh, yeah. Right on that ish. The dance. Yeah, yeah. So they put it there so they could predict the weather before the Allies could, so they could, you know, talk about it, uh, going into England or they're going into America or something like that, or you know, they could, you know, give that give that intelligence to somebody. Not a very high tech operation, but yeah. The, and and they discovered it. The Allies discovered it. Okay. 35 years after the war ended. <laughs> <laughs> it was marked like, um, uh, it was like CBWA, so like Canadian Broadcast Weather Association. Or something, you know, one of their, whatever their association for weather is up uh, up north there. And, um, yeah, so nobody fucked with it because they were like, oh, it's just a weather thing, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then I guess some guy who was like, you know, like studying, a weather guy. studying this stuff, yeah, <laughs> yeah, was up in this remote part of like, vancouver island or something like that you know <laughs> like why he was like something's not right here why is that why is it got a swastika on it something's yeah. not right <laughs> um but yeah they discovered it and i, I don't know I, I think they just left it there like it, it doesn't work anymore yeah oh yeah but, um, i'm sure the band yeah. long ago and they said something like uh, i don't know if they can see when I, I guess i would have to but it was like the 50s was the last time it sent a message and it's not like anybody in germany was sitting there like own striking Oh, you know, there is light snow yeah. in Juno. <laughs> yeah, up in Juno, dude. Seriously, Denali, Denali has some good weather today in a German accent. But um, <laughs> insert German yeah. accent. Yeah, but yeah, no, not that many, uh, not that many people get hurt during Denali. I would say compared to the people that attempt to ascend. Yeah, um, that's fair. And like I said, I'm sure the the guides there will see us. Like I obviously won't be this size. You'll be like Noah, a little Noah. When we, when we do that shit, hopefully, dude. You know, I keep I keep rock short and stout. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not trying to get big. I don't want. Well, to be yeah, a and big I, honestly, guy. I mean, I think that's a lot of it with climbing too. Is um, it's not necessarily about the muscle because it's like stamina. And yeah, see, that's like, what I'm going for. Kenyans, the skinniest people on the planet. Yep. Yeah, you don't yeah. need muscle to get. And actually, when you do, well, it's easier long... to lift. Your, like Katie will probably, if, if she decides to continue going at that long. She will do. She will do better than us in in any yep. of the Western for sure. Like for stuff. sure, yeah. But she'll and, be uh, able to, like one one of her pull ups is like sixty for me. Like you yeah. know, like, yeah. I cannot do that shit, dude. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do those pegboards. Oh my god, dude! I can't do those things. Are brutal. But well, no, that's the thing. Is like you just start off by just like standing there and just yeah, just put like more and more weight yeah on it. They have some of the, like, especially for pull-ups, they have the assisted pull-up machine. Yeah, yeah. Which I always was like, fuck that, it's for bitches. I can do one pull-up and a half. I can get, like, halfway up and my body is, like, you're too heavy, dude. Yeah, well, <laughs> see, for me, like, I was like, okay, it doesn't matter that that's all I can do. Because I'm not using that assisted thing. I'm just going to get better with pull-ups by just doing them. Yeah. So I would do the one. And then do as much of another one as I could, and then hold it as high. Like I'd get real close, but just hold yeah. it, and then I'd do a couple sets of that until I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, I mean you're you're set up in in out uh, you know mountaineering, but I, I, again I think it's like the stamina aspect. Like yeah, because you'll have you'll have your spikes in, and you'll have your your ice picks going in and stuff. Well, and, um, and uh, honestly, so uh, I was talking to Noah about it, and he was like, yeah, no, use the assisted machine. It's going to help you. You're going to get better twice as fast mm. because you're going to develop those muscles fully instead of just parts of them. Yeah, just know? instead of, like, just your bicep or something doing, like, yeah, you know, it's like press a, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, well, 
and you'd have to do curls to get your tries, you know. <laughs> Everything you said is wrong, but that's okay. We won't talk about that. I don't know if you heard, but I got all the way to a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing that the other day. I was uh, working out with my buddy Nick, and uh, we were doing like high rep stuff. And he was like, "How many are you at?" I was like, "Thousand and two, thousand and three. High reps. Yeah, but um, but anyway, uh. I lost my train of thought. Yeah, that's terrible. But I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've so, been so scared of doing that this whole With evening. endurance work. Yeah, it happens. It's fine. Uh, with endurance stuff, like with the crazy endurance athletes that are like high marathon runners and ultra mm-hmm. marathon runners and shit. Um, that's a genetic gift. I don't think you train for that. No, you train you, for I that. Don't, no, because there's that one guy that has like, Oh, yeah. he, he was like a Navy SEAL that had like a 24 beat per minute heart rate or some shit. Yeah, definitely there are people that are crazy <laughs> there's people that are more uh in, like inclined to be good at these things but anyone could do them if they devoted themselves to it uh enough some people have to work harder than others for sure but that's like that with anything but what happens is when you're doing this uh crazy endurance for this amount of time like your your body will eat your muscles because it needs to it needs to It'll eat your arms to feed your legs, basically. Or oh, whatever you're your doing. Face, yeah. yeah, but it really does. Because it, it's saying, okay, these muscles are being used and these muscles aren't being used. Mm-hmm. So let's get rid of these fucking things. Let's do it. Like, hikers have that problem a lot. Where, like, they'll do... Well, yeah, they don't use their arms, yeah. Like, long through hikers. Yeah, yeah. So, like, people do the Appalachian Trail. And then, mm-hmm. even if they're, like, pretty buff going into it, they come out of it, like, string beam. Yeah, but, but they have Jeffrey legs. Yeah, exactly. They got these fucking tree trunks, man. Yeah, yeah. Sydney Crosby likes. So, uh, so yeah, I've just been trying to focus on everything, like, uh, both lifting, like weightlifting, and a lot of endurance. Like, I do uh, cardio for every day. I go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Some days I focus on it specifically. Um, those are my least favorite days, but also my favorite days at the same time. Yeah. Because that's I, when I really push myself. That's when I like. Well, I think leg days, people like those a lot more, too, because they're, um, you always get higher numbers, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's like. Not me, you, dude. No, because you can, you can, you can easily leg press 200 pounds. No. I, I doubt that. I don't, not I don't all. believe you. Not dude, at all. I did 700 when we were there the other day. You're whatever. a big guy. Well, yeah, but they, they, I, don't, I don't. My strength is all upper body. Have you seen your legs? My legs are nothing. Dude, I'm telling you. Legit. I really can't. You got to get down to Seoul and Seoul and do some yoga. <laughs> dude, I have been doing a lot of yoga too. It's awesome. I got. I've been getting super flexible, dude. I need. I need somebody to crack my back in the worst way. Yeah, well, you know, I have a sister that does deep tissue massage. She'll she fuck you up. She's like weighs the size of my foot. She'll fuck you up. In the best <laughs> way. Oh, sorry. Uh, but anyway, um, but yeah, so you know, I've just been doing all this. Uh, to get better with life and with hiking. And better gas mileage, yeah. yeah on my body, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Legit, though. Um, Were you, how old are you? I'm going to be 27 here pretty soon. That's a big year. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's taking a lot of people. I don't like it. It's it does. It's a Wayne Winehouse. Yeah. It does. Kirk Kirk Wayne, yeah. Uh, is uh, that Jimi Hendrix? Yeah, Hendrix, yeah. And then the... Uh, 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 what's that lady that choked on a ham sandwich? Aretha Franklin? 
Aretha, <laughs> no, Aretha Franklin is still alive, I think. Oh, uh, shit. Okay, well, not her. Some bitch choked on a ham sandwich. Wow, that's rude. No, well, it's not rude. It's facts. This is historical facts. It was some singer choked on a ham sandwich. Aretha, Aretha it doesn't matter. Recently. It wasn't Aretha Franklin. No, I just I said know, a I'm name. <laughs> um, what does that even have to do with anything? Oh, uh, yeah, she died in 2018, so she did it recently. She was not that great in her older years. No, but she was great in her mm-hmm. in her prime. Freedom, freedom. Oh I man, Blues Brothers movie. Man. I had watched that movie one time when I was a kid. I've never seen it since. That that's one of the movies where if it's on, I'll stop what I'm doing. Like if I saw that on Netflix, I was probably too young to get it. I just didn't. It's just I I don't know. I just love the um. That's see. I think that's why I try to get with Kate on like the musical thing. Yeah, that's like as, if if every musical was like the Blues Brothers, I'd be straight in for it. Carrie Fisher's That's looking true. smoking hot at the age of like, you say like, you like 24, Grease? 25. What? You said you like Grease. Grease is a good movie, yeah. But that I think that was just the that was just a byproduct of growing up with four women. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I had that too. Not four women, but three of them. It's plenty. Yeah. I One mean it's also five. very it's very good musically. Yeah, it's got some jams, dude. Mm-hmm. All I know is I got chills and they're multiplying. But yeah. <laughs> the one that I won. Alright. But no, Peaks. Peaks, peaks man. Peaks. Come on. Uh, fucking, what did we just, we just did Ohio and Indiana, which were definitely my least favorites so far. Uh, I kind of liked it because it was, um. It's very chill. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it was more of like a bonding thing than anything, which we saw how well that went. Um, but yeah. It, it was went like a well, it was thing. the aftermath of it. Yeah, yeah. It was good. No, I, I, I like it. Bertina. Bertina was oh, there. Oh, dude. That's my girl. Is that her name? Bertina, yeah. I thought it was Bernita. It was Bernita. It was Bernita. It was Bernita. Yeah, it was Bernita. Bernita was our... You said there was no T, yeah, no and then you're like, it's Bernita. <laughs> oh, I, th- well, I was saying with a D. Bernita. But it might no, be Bernita. it's Bernita. Yeah, that makes more sense. But now it's not. Now I don't know what her name is. It was something Beltran, like that. She was our Lyft driver in Richmond, Indiana. Yeah. One of three Lyft drivers there. Highly recommended. Three Lyft drivers. And the best of the three, from what we could tell. Yeah. I said, we're going to call you in an hour and a half. And we called her an hour and 40 minutes. And she was the person. She was there. She was awesome. Actually, it was all by random. But she was just the, we had a 33% chance and we got her. Well, no, she said she was the only one working that night. They Uh, all take shifts. Oh. You don't listen to people. I don't. I got hammered that day. We were very drunk. Well, yeah, we went bowling and played pool and stuff. Buckets. Yeah, my average was like seventy four or something like that for bowling. Brutal. Like it was, yeah, that was brutal. I also bowled probably the worst night the of my day. life. I don't, I don't know. I gotta figure it out. Man, Oof. you should come rock climbing with me. We'll be fucking destroyed for a week. I see. I feel like I would fare better at that to a certain extent. Well, actually, what I was gonna say about like the the things like um uh, the things like Denali and and that kind of climbing is like I'm the turtle and the hair guy. Obviously, because of my size, yeah, I'm, I'm the turtle. I will take many breaks, okay, but I can go for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, funny. Yeah, like when we were doing that six mile hike, um, I, I was, I was, I was feeling brutal, like four miles in, just because all those pointy rocks and the Huckleberry. Yeah. And um, oh, okay, yeah, Huckleberry Kate, Trail, West Virginia. I don't know. Kate didn't say anything, but I think Kate gave you the look, and you were like. 
Well, yeah, we could stop here. We were like six and a half miles. No, dude, she was rip roaring, ready to go. I well, yeah, I don't know because as soon as I said that, I was like, "Thank God, Katie," because <laughs> I, I I was with her for like two miles ago. But I'm like, I'm not stopping until anybody else does. That's, That's true. And yeah, I was just, just like keep... way ahead of you guys. So. And to be fair, it was it was it was a fuck up because if we would have kept going two more miles, we would have saw the the plane. plane while it was, but it was getting dark too. The only reason I said to stop when we stopped was because my dog was sick. Yeah. You just wouldn't take water. You just kept. Using. Since I can speak publicly about it now, I would. Uh, I, I was. Uh, I was against that on that trip. I was like, I don't think this tiny dog is gonna like walking six miles. <laughs> well, dude, he's done it before. I've taken him on long hikes, and he fucking loves that's it. A, yeah, that's like. A, but that was like, like we didn't know the terrain either. Like, yeah. The terrain wasn't that bad going in. Coming was, out, we had the we had the rise coming back. Dude, out. It was the car ride that did it. Cause he was just car sick. Well, yeah, we we kidnapped them at four in the morning, basically. Legit, yeah, <laughs> dude, to fucking drive forever, and You're then gonna do, go get exercise. We drove for like five hours, yeah. and then did a quick hike. No, we did three. It was three hours to Holy Crest. Yeah. Okay, three hours. Did a quick hike back in the car for two, mm-hmm. and then okay, now let's hike six miles. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that either. <laughs> I fucking loved it. No, it was because of the it was because of the dogs. Remember all the lost dogs? Oh, that's right. Yeah, the lost dogs. Oh, dude, I we talked about that on this <laughs> podcast. Don't you fucking worry. Oh my gosh. Yeah, oh, that, was, that was a good time. Me and Noah saw. Uh, I don't know if it was the same truck. It was a red truck with the the blue top oh, yeah? on it with the the holes. Yeah, the, the portholes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if it was the same guy or not, but yeah, that that sucked. Should have hit him with my car. So we, oh man, don't say that. He's a good guy. He's trying to train some dogs. I'll let the dogs out. Run free. <laughs> but, so we've done Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. Maryland, uh, West Virginia. We got the tip in New Jersey. Yep. Uh, we got Delaware. Mm-hmm. We almost kind of got New Jersey. Tip. We, we were at the gates. We're at the pearly gates. We really were, and then. What's the Saint Peter, whatever that dude's name yeah, Saint, is? No, like, I, I came out and was like, if if this gate's open <laughs> and it's supposed to be closed, that means there's a cop in there making sure nobody's in there. Like, yeah, we, we better not do. This. Yeah, dude, it was it was not cool. It's always hindsight. If it was during the day, I probably would have said fuck it. But it, since it was at night, I'm like, I don't know. Cops shoot people at night when they can't see clearly, and he's gonna know from our accent that we're not assholes, so he might shoot us. Yeah. Like we're not from New Jersey. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we oh did the tip on that. Like Quakers. Oh no. Are you, are you guys, uh, with the Amish? <laughs> are you with the Amish? Um. Get your cheesesteaks and get, oh, that's Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, fuck dude. Philadelphia. Hey. Fuck Philadelphia. The city of brotherly love. It's one of the most hostile places I've ever been. They um, killed a cop after a Steelers game. After a Penn was game. Was it Penn was a Steelers game? It's an know. off-duty Pittsburgh cop that was there for the game. Right outside of the cheesesteak place. And all the Philly steaks you can eat. What cheesesteak place? Uh, Gino's. It's called Gino. Well, there's two of them. <laughs> I went to Philly for I went to Philly for a day with my with my friends, and um, it's about as much fun as you can have in Philly. It's about a day. Yeah. And no, uh, no, we saw that we saw the bell and everything, but we went to the cheesesteak place at like six in the morning because it's twenty four hour joint, and of course I do all my traveling in February because I'm cheap. And it's cold as fuck outside. Geno's doesn't have indoor seating. Nice. So, yeah, we're out there in, like, 30-degree weather in February <laughs> eating these. And they were delicious, but by the time you got to the end, they were fucking frozen. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Um, oh. And for that, I voted them overhyped. Um, but, yeah, right outside of there after, like, a Steeler or a Penguins game, um, 
and I'm I'm not gonna say that the Pittsburgh dude didn't talk shit, but yeah, they 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 they, they I guess they punched him and he cracked his head off the ground and just oh. died. So I mean, it wasn't yeah, it, like it, intentional. It was, yeah, it wasn't intentional, but it wasn't like happened. a murder. Yeah, but they definitely killed that man. All right, well that the fuck is that to do This is not motivational Monday morning. No, this is this, this is my god Monday night. This is distraction cast. With Paul. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm good at that. Oh man, Let's we're trying. I was just listing the peaks we've done. I didn't uh, yeah, even yeah. make it to the end, but uh, we've done six so far. Yeah. So Indiana 12. and Ohio were the last two you didn't list. Yep. And uh, so we've done twelve so far. Let's so we, have a debate. Yeah. Should we do Washington D.C.? Is it, it's not a state, dude. There's 50 states. It's a district of Columbia, from what I'm told. Okay, so are we in the United States of Columbia? Mm, good point, good point. No, this is America, and there's 50 fucking states. Oh, point to the dude. That's point right. <laughs> Don't you try to argue uh, uh, geography with <laughs> me. Uh, I want a counterpoint, but I forgot what we were talking about. Oh my god, you're the worst. Uh, We were talking about motherfucking... See, you make me do it. Dude, you got your shirt off right now. I, <laughs> balls, don't touch it. <laughs> no, none of this is happening. Shut up. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's some shit we used to, like, people used to do at school. What? Like, you know, like, it would be, like, quiet. You're like, oh, yeah. No, I don't want to make no, out with you. That was actually like... fun story about your brother. So I had my, um, my lovely Kyocera purple flip phone. Just painting it for you, painting the scene. <laughs> I'm in, uh, I'm in like ninth, tenth grade, Good. and this was even before everybody started smoking weed, which made it even worse because it was one of the ones where like you hear about it, like Ryan Patterson or like John Moorcroft smoking weed. I don't care about blowing these people's spots up. <laughs> um, like, like them smoking or whatever, and like you know, Mike and them were closer, which with those kind of people than I was. There was John, John, John's, John was an alright guy. Ryan wasn't; he's a felon. Um. But yeah, you would like hear about it, but nobody was really smoking. But we were outside of Mike's house, and your brother was there, and I got a call from my mom, and like any nice 16, 17-year-old Catholic-raised boy, I answer the phone. So immediately, your brother's like, Paul, pass the bong. Pass the bong, Paul. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so... My mom says, what, what's going on? Like she, she, I, I don't know if she was just purposely being aloof, but yeah, so she's asking, what's going on? So I'm like, nothing, he's just being a jag-off. So as soon as I held the phone, I went after your brother, and I, I guess this is before his right to a gun. So um, <laughs> Mike Swindell was actually, of all people, was holding me back. Like, I, I don't know, I'd fire in my eyes. Come to think about it, like, now my mom would have laughed, you know? <laughs> I'm sure she did laugh um, after she called Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that was one of those times where uh, yeah, I was. When you I was got home, did she like? I can't even remember. Look at like, let me see your eyes. Uh, Are you dilated? Yeah, I don't know. Your I, eyes red. I think I always got around that because I always used the um, for dry red eyes, <laughs> clear eyes is awesome. <laughs> like that's what I always ended up using. Uh, I never used. She called me. What was it? Here's here's one. What happened the first time your mom? Or dad caught you drunk when you weren't supposed to be, like, well underage, like, the first time they caught you. Drunk? Drunk. Never got caught drunk. Really? Yep. I never, I, I was never, <laughs> never a big boozer, dude. Like, I would booze every now and then, but. 
Yeah, in the same way now. Like, I don't like, booze very often. This is yeah. this kettle one that you offered me. This is a family-made <laughs> yeah. Soleil distillery. My family yeah. made that. Yeah. Bule, the Bule distillery. That's right. That's right. No, uh, it's nice to have a little drink for these. But, um, yeah, I was never a boozer. Uh, I did uh, dabble with drugs. Mm. But weed yeah, was we really all... the only thing yeah. that stuck. Thank uh, God you could have been a heroin addict if not. Yeah. Well, see, the, I saw people do it. And I saw the route it takes you on. And, uh, and I also got into some bullshit. Well, not bullshit. I got into some trouble because I was an idiot. And like, oh, this sounds like an accomplished story. No, no, it's one hundred percent me. Uh, I got, I got arrested in school. <laughs> you, I mean, I could. Have I ever told you this story? I'm sure, but I'm sure they want to hear it as well. <laughs> what age were you? Uh, sixteen years old. Mm, sixteen. Yeah, nice right page. Uh, <laughs> second day of school. Second day of school. What yep. were you selling? I was not selling anything. What were you buying? I was not buying anything. I was holding. I had a big old bag. What were you mewling? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. All right. So, second day of school. <laughs> Bullshit. What class was it? Uh, well, I'll tell you the story. I'm so, I'm so excited. <laughs> before school. You know, I was like, oh, I'm going to bring a little, I'm gonna bring some bud to smoke before school down at the pit. You know, you know the pit. It's like where you could smoke. I at. didn't go to KO. Oh, that's right. I went to Bethel, yeah. Yeah, I always forget that. Or Blackhawks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, you know, I was like, I'll bring a little bit. And I just bought a bag the other, the day before. So I had like a big bag. And I was like, well, fuck it, I'll probably hang out with some people after school or whatever, or like, you know, I'll probably need more than just a little bit. So I brought the whole bag. You know, smart. As you do? As you do. Uh, it was like a quarter, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's like me. At least. Like, That's like what I do. Uh, it was stupid. <laughs> We're leaving but, for a day. That five and a half grams should do as well. Dude, I was going to school. <laughs> like, I didn't need this. 16-year-old going to school. That, oh, my God. It had to have smelled horrible. Did you carry it in, like, a coffee bin or something? No, dude. It was in my fucking pocket. Oh, my gosh. All right. Anyway. So, go to school. Go to first period. First period sucks dick. Teacher sucks. It's a mm. new class. Uh, So, whatever. Going to the next period, I see, like, two of my buddies in the hallway. We start talking. And they were like, we all had third period together. Mm -hmm. They were like, yo, fuck that bitch, third period. I don't even remember her name. But I was like, yeah, dude, fuck we'll that bitch. Mrs. Tanner. <laughs> no, because... <laughs> There's a dead. Mrs. Tanner out there that is upset right now. <laughs> well, Mrs. Tanner, that makes me think of Danny Tanner's wife from oh. Full House, and she died. We'll put that it on me. just a show. Let's call her Mrs. T. Oh, Mrs. Trumbull. For teacher. Mrs. T. Okay. okay. So we are like. She pities the fool. We were like, fuck Mrs. T. We had her one day. Oh, she makes pierogies, guys. She, oh <laughs> we had her for one day. This is the second day of school. So we've only met this fucking teacher one time. And we already made this snap judgment of you get no attention from us. Yep. We were bad kids, dude. I was. Describe her. I don't even remember her real name. Or I would say it. Okay. <laughs> but, but anyway, so. You know, we were like, all right, screw this. So let's skip third period. All right? Mm -hmm. so, as you do. <laughs> as you do. So we go to second period. 
Well, we meet up after second period, and we're like, all right, let's go smoke. And then we'll come back in for fourth period. That's such a bad idea. And it'd be like nothing ever happened. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) So we go do that. We come back in, and we're sitting in fourth period. Oh, boy. And uh, I go to the bathroom. And the bathroom was right next to the classroom. The school resource officer walks in. (laughs) No, the school security guard walks in. Basically the same thing. And uh, I hear her pull the two kids I was with out and then ask for me. They come out here with eyes redder than a devil's dick. Dude, so I'm in the bathroom. So, like, what do you think would be the good thing to do here? I'm in the bathroom. I got a big bag of weed in my pocket. Security guard's asking for me. Mm-hmm. Flush it down the toilet. Okay. Throw it in the garbage. Any of those eat, options? Eat, eat it. <laughs> so you know what I do? I put it in the waistband of my shorts that I'm wearing underneath my jeans. Mm. And just, all right. Very sweatpants for guys with dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See? So I was like, all right, let's do this. I'm good to go. Oh, no. Yeah. So I go out, go back to class. Obviously, I get pulled out by the other security guard. So we're being walked up, and dude, I literally like scratched. What's going through your head? Uh, I'm nervous, but I'm just thinking I'm getting in trouble for skipping the class. You know, <laughs> like whatever, give me the tension. That must be that high shit. Yeah, well, yeah. dude, and I was like a fucking punk rock rebel, dude. I don't care. Go ahead. Did you, did you have a tattoo on your chest at the time? Did you have a tattoo at the time? No, no, no. Okay. I didn't get my first tattoo until I was eighteen. Okay. Um, but I did have a big old mohawk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, I always had that. You were finding yourself. Yeah, exactly, dude. I was, I was a rebel without a cause, <laughs> you know. But uh, so yeah, dude, I wasn't that. I wasn't like sweating about it. But dude, I scratch like my hip. Mm-hmm. All right, and the security guard that's walking me up goes, "What did you just put in your waistband, dude?" And I was like, "I didn't put anything in my waistband. I swear I did not." Because why, like, why would you itch the exact spot, though, dude? No, I literally scratched like the side of my hip. What did you expect to happen? I just scratched my hip, dude. It was itchy. You're I scratched myself. You're such a 16-year-old idiot. I don't like you. I know, right? Exactly, dude. I didn't like. Twenty-six-year-old. I, I look back guy. and I'm like, you idiot. Um, was this a decade, the 10 year challenge? But dude, so I snagged my lighter out of my pocket and I was like, oh, I just didn't want you to take my lighter. And she was like, oh, okay. And uh, so we go up to the vice principal's office, who was a douche. And uh, so our school this year, this is the first year, his first day on the job, we just mm-hmm. got a cop, like a legit cop, mm-hmm. to work at the school. So he's in the office. And uh, they, you know, they're saying, like, oh, you know, we have a new attendance system. So we know if kids don't go to class, you know, you get attendance every class. Pretty high tech. Instead of just at the beginning. Yeah, it was like, I forget what they were doing. But, um, so they knew that we skipped instantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, we were like, oh, yeah, whatever, yeah, but we didn't do anything. But, yeah, so whatever, yeah, we skipped, you know. And this whole time you have a quarter, seven grams of marijuana, six and a half probably at this point. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe just six, about. Maybe six. Yep, in yeah, my waistband. In your waistband in front of. People a cop, trained. a security guard, and a vice principal. The people that are trained, they probably have it once a year. They have to do like <laughs> a three-hour course on detecting marijuana in waistbands. Well, dude, so uh, the security guard says that, like, oh, you know, he, I thought he put, or he put something in his waistband. And when I asked him about it, it was he said it was his lighter and handed it to me. Boom, boom. Yeah, dude. So they were like, oh, empty out your pockets. Lift up your shirt. So, no, no, <laughs> dude, they had us empty out our pockets. We emptied out our pockets. It's like a bunch of bullshit in my pockets. You know how it is. And uh, 
then there's a cop was like, take your waistband and like stretch it out, like you know, like empty it, with, like, you know, like fling it around. So you have no choice but to grab it at this point. So dude, you're... like I grab it with my thumbs, push it up against my pants, and like shake out my waistband. So dude, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. All right. When Sounds I put the solid. waistband back, I pull my hands out. And the fucking bag sticks to my hand. It's just a little corner of the bag he pokes out. Oh, boy. And he goes, well, what's that? And I was like, oh, fuck, at this point, what do you do? By tagless Hines. So, dude, I fucking <laughs> throw the bag of fucking weed on the table. Oh, buddy. Yep. And, yeah. uh... You the, see, it would have been more dramatic if it would have fallen out. It was just like, boom. Yeah, boom, boom, dude, boom. just rolled across. But, dude, here's the bullshit part. So, the vice principal goes, ha, ha, ha. Oh, what do we have here? Takes the bag, opens it up, pulls out a bud, looks at it, sniffs it, and goes, oh, this is actually some pretty good stuff. I'm surprised. And then, you know, the cops, like, ask me, like, oh, so how much is there? Or how much do you think is there? Or whatever. And I was like, I honestly don't know. I feel you like know. Rebel Without a Cause should have told them, like, hey, go weigh it yourself. You already caught me. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, I was just like, I don't know, dude, because I'm like, I'm not telling you shit. That's my mentality, like. I'm not going to tell you, give up At anything. At this point, did you realize that you were in more trouble than you originally were? Oh, God, yeah, dude. Okay. At this point, uh, my hands are shaking. Like, yeah, dude, at this point, all that shit's going through my mind. Like, oh, I'm fucked. What's going to happen? All this. So, um, you know, he's asking. And then the vice principal goes, huh, we don't even need to go to the science lab because I got a scale right here. Goes into his desk, pulls out a Crown Royal bag, <laughs> and then pulls out, like, one of those old-ass drug dealer scales. Huh? Go Eagles. Yeah, yeah dude. No, it was like this old fucking like Coke scale. Pulls it out, weighs it up, and he's like, oh, it's about seven and a half grams. Baggy weighs about a gram, so you got about six and a half grams. I was pretty spot on. Dude, no, yeah, legit. That's what, that's what it actually was. One bull was. pack out of the bull. And, uh, dude, I was like, I'm not going to question this guy. It just keeps a scale and a crown royal bag and his desk just on point. He, he, he compliments my weed. <laughs> like, can we maybe talk to this dude? Oh, boy. But, yeah, so, so, like, you know, then they call my parents and they're my mom and they're like, oh, you know, you know, we need to do a search on this kid. I also have a bowl on me, by the way. Oh, wait, wait. Was your mom very disappointed? Dude, she was wrecked. Oh, that's Dude, it was honestly like the so most sweet. upset and disappointed I've ever oh, made my mom. Boy. And again, I was a bad kid. I felt so bad about it. You didn't seem that bad when we were growing up. Like, we didn't hear anything about Jake being stupid. I don't know how, dude. But, uh, but anyway, so like, they, you know, they searched me. They didn't find my bowl, dude. Through some, through some miracle. Dude, like, literally, like, it was in my it's crotch. <laughs> it's like under my balls, like in my taint, dude, all right? And it's like this little glass bowl tank bowl yeah and <laughs> the tank bowl but dude i crammed her up there because i knew what was going on <laughs> the brown streak is on the bowl it's like yeah that was made in some some smelting process but dude that cop got up in there oh. and didn't even like question it and i was like did he just think i was like a little hard from like you're, you're, you're so scared but dude, so the vice principal's <laughs> floor or office is on the third floor yeah and then like the, I've never been in your. I was in your school once. I saw John Barry get punched in the face. But go ahead. Oh, cool. <laughs> but it's on the third floor. The entrance where like visitors and stuff come in is on the, the first floor. Okay. Um. So my mom, you know, obviously had to come get me. Disappointed. Oh my dude, wrecked just in so many tears. I don't make think about that. But um. <laughs> so she had to come and get me. So to they had to release me into her custody. Mm-hmm. 
I was still technically in the Mount Lebanon Police Department's custody. Oh, and they're bad cops, too. So they're, they're not good they cops put there. me in handcuffs mm-hmm. to walk me down two flights of stairs and then take me out of the handcuffs. And I was like, did you really think that was necessary? It's like when they got to wheel you out in a, in a wheelchair I, out of the you hospital. Know who, <laughs> you know who I am. You know where I live and go to school. But. I've already been busted. You know why what it's protocol? You know why it's protocol? Because you have a pipe in your taint. <laughs> because, because that could be some crazy they asshole. That, that, they could, that could be a dirty needle. That's true. They don't know. But yeah, they didn't even know I had that there. But yeah, dude, so, and when my mom got the phone call, she was making strawberry jelly, because she used to make her own jellies all the time. I bet you didn't get any of that. Dude, she's never made jelly since. Really? She says she can't do it. She says, I just get real upset, and I think something bad's going to happen when I do it. I feel it. really bad, because now I want some of your mom's jelly. It's so good. It legitimately <laughs> so good. used to get me out of detentions. Nice. It was amazing. That <laughs> fucking jelly. That's that's unfortunate. Well, does she make jam? Uh, I, I I'll tell you the difference between jelly and jam off the podcast. It's really rude, and I don't want to say it. Um, but anyway, so after this happened, I was gonna follow up with that. So I appreciate <laughs> you me off the test. Um, uh, but after this happened, uh, I was also a dude at the time, uh, doing a lot of other shit, not mm. just smoking weed. I was on a bad path. Kicking homeless people. Uh, dude, I was just a self-destructive path, mm-hmm. uh, mostly with drugs. Uh, so after that happened, I was like, All right, I gotta stop fucking around with shit. Uh, so <laughs> I went, I went to fucking rehab. Stop fucking with this shit and get a pirate tattoo on my chest. Yeah, but that was many years. <laughs> but uh, dude, I went to rehab, and this was like the second time I had gone to rehab. Mm-hmm. But this was the first time that it was like on my terms, kind of thing. Well, did the first time did your mom ask and you said no, no, no? <laughs> no, the first, time, <laughs> I'm sorry. the first time she caught me smoking weed and made me go. Ugh, that's rough. No, dude, it's hilarious because I didn't take it seriously, and she ended up pulling me out because me and another kid were having competitions to see who could have higher THC levels when Ooh. we took drug tests. Well, you were on a bad path. Vindictive <laughs> after breaking your mother's heart. Oh, no, 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 no. This was all before that. So after after I got arrested, that was my wake up call. Oh, this okay, was the second okay. time I went to rehab. Okay. This was when I like was. I went seriously. Okay. Um, Plot line. And then, you know, during, like, the initiation, not the initiation, <laughs> during the initial, uh, like, interview when they, like, determine <laughs> what stage of rehab you need, basically, you know, they ask you, like, oh, have you done this, <laughs> this recently? This kid just needs his ass beat. <laughs> Dude, no, like, I literally went into it and I was like, all right, I'm going to be honest with these people because, like, I don't think I'm that bad. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't think I'm going to need, like, something crazy. So, like, I'm just going to be honest with these people. And they were like, oh, yeah, no, you need to be here, motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, so I was in that shit. So you're like, every, like everybody's crazy but me. You're like um, you're like Leo <laughs> DiCaprio in uh, the, the, the Shutter Island. In Shutter Island, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's crazy and he doesn't realize it. But, dude, I mean, honestly, like, it was kind of bullshit because they shove religion down your throat a lot. Mm-hmm. Which I'm really not about. Well, I think they just—it's a way for them to give somebody like something to yeah. believe in. That's you need, not, you need, yeah, yeah, that that thing. Um, at least, at but that dude, time. it was honestly good. I needed it. It was good. It was exactly what I needed at the time. After that, you need some milk, dude. I haven't like legit done anything but smoke weed and have a couple drinks, mm-hmm. you know, every now and then, kind of thing. Even made you give up American cheese. <laughs> that's no, that was way younger. Mm. I was like twelve when I 
got my cheese allergy, which no one knows about, so thanks for that. That's okay. Yeah, now you all know I'm a freak! No, I hope you're happy. Periodically, you're just going to see a piece of a cheese on your windshield, and you'll be like, someone knows. Someone. <laughs> you bastards! <laughs> ah, gone! <laughs> Oh uh, my gosh. But yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't know why the fuck you had me tell that story. But yeah, I don't know. We're just, that. like I said, we're going off on tangents. I yeah, never said apparently. that. Um, but yeah, man, so what's that? So life good is good, huh? Now it is, man. Fuck yeah, <laughs> dude. All that shit's like way so far in the past. Dude, that was over 10 years ago. Whatever happened to the pipe in your tank? It's still there. No, dude, it broke a couple years later. Glass <sighs> ass. Don't Google that. I smoked out of it the day I got out of rehab, though. <laughs> was it there the whole time? No, dude. I took it home and washed it. Step, step, part of my 12-step process, step six is take it out. Yeah, I never did all. I never did the 12 steps. I was supposed to, but I just didn't. Some of them were stupid. Is there a five-second rule if you were, like, taking it and put it out real quick? You just smoked out of it. Wait, well, I never even asked. I never asked a real quick. It doesn't matter. It was, it was making... It. Okay, I was it. Gonna, okay. It was in my taint, dude. I'm I, not gonna not wash I it. I cleaned a pipe with bleach once and smoked it while it was still wet. Don't recommend. Why would you ever think that that was an okay thing to do? Uh, I was huffing bleach. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was terrible. Mom was sad. I turned out all right. No. <laughs> Mom was sad. Leave my magic. Yeah, too. no, I, I threw the pipe away like shortly thereafter, and I mean like like forty minutes later, I was like, why does my mouth still taste weird? <laughs> Man. Yeah, I was on a bad path and kind of stupid. That happens, dude. Yeah. When you're young, it's like you get so caught up in your own shit and you like you don't see past the near future, mm-hmm. and you just don't understand. You really, yeah. as much as you think you fucking do. Yeah. Like, dude, I remember being 15 and thinking that I completely understood the world. <laughs> yeah. And I am like almost a hundred percent different than I was then. And now I'm like I'm just starting to get a small little grasp on what is going on in the fucking It's a very um very isolated. Like just in general. It's like you see all these people. I actually so like you have an inner monologue, right? Like you talk to yourself and you're like, Hey, don't touch that stuff, it's fucking hot, you idiot. Yeah, I mean sometimes. Yeah, well, apparently not many people, or some people don't have that, I guess would be the way like to say Like, on any it. level? On any level, like, they don't have that introspective thought. Everything is transmitted into their head as data and comes out of their mouth. I don't think I subconsciously have an inner monologue. Yeah, like, it's it's not like decision-making where you're like, should I buy this? Yes, it's a good price. But it, no, it's like you're sitting there and you're like, that person just looked at me like that kind of thing, you know, huh. or like you're, you're like reading a book and like you read a line and you're thinking about that line while you're reading the next one. Like, oh, okay. What did he mean with this? You know, like that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, I do do that. Yeah. Some people don't have that. I can't huh. remember why we started talking about that. There's no reason that we started talking about any of the things that we've started talking about, Paul. Dude, don't, <laughs> don't panic. <laughs> It's on your, uh, it's on your laptop. Yeah. Ever see that movie? Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? No, but the answer's 42. Yeah, dude, you should watch it. It's a good movie. 
Yeah, they said I, I'd rather read the book because the book was like critically acclaimed. Do you know what I want to fucking see? Hmm. It's nineteen seventeen. It looks so good. What's that about? Oh, dude, it's so, a war movie. Yeah, okay, so it's about World War One. That's all I was gonna ask. There's like one thing that happened in nineteen seventeen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's legit. like the World's Fair in Chicago. I don't know. World oh, War okay, so it's about like uh, I don't know. So like, there's this. Big platoon that's going to do big, something. Big platoon. It's a big platoon. They're going to do something. It's going out of the obvious. But them, <laughs> them Germans know that they're coming, so they're going to, like, take them from the side, you know, and, like, you flank see, them. You see the Krauts? Yeah, them Krauts is going to flank them. And uh, so then, then there's this kid, all right, and his brothers are in the big platoon that's headed up over to German mm. town, and the Germans are going to kill them. So this kid's like, the guy's like, hey, you got to go fucking tell your brothers and shit to get the hell out of there. Tell those fucking die. guys to get out of there. Hey, <laughs> hey, get out of there. They're going to fucking die if you don't get the hell out of there. So then this kid, he uh, goes with these other guys uh, across the, the different countries that, that run the Germany's town to tell the platoons. <laughs> Around Germany's town. <laughs> yeah, to Germany's town. And then he tells the platoons, they get the fuck out of here. I don't know how it ends, though, because I ain't never seen it. I think Germantown's a place down by Warrendale. I think you had your places messed up over there. I guess so. It's I don't know down, what... down by Warrendale Blade Runners. <laughs> just like went into that accent. It just happened. No, it's fine. Yeah, well, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Felt like a good way to describe it. That's like that's like the stereotypical <laughs> thing though, is in a war movie you have like the Texas American, the New York American, the Louisiana one, and then there's some random guy with like a really thick southern accent but he's actually from like wisconsin yeah he's a rancher <laughs> yeah. and then you have some guy from california that got drafted you know <laughs> yeah. it's very sweet. and then vin diesel he's always there with the corona did you ever see uh boiler room mm -hmm. is that um it's got vin diesel in it no okay i was i was thinking i'm thinking of the piano he plays like a stockbroker he's too dumb for that nah dude that's hilarious uh what about the knock knock around guys? You ever see that? Huh. I think I might have seen. I don't know if I've seen the boy because I like Wall Street movies. Yeah, that's what it is. So, yeah, yeah. It's as soon as you said that, it was, it was, he was a stockbroker account or whatever. So. Dude, it's a good movie. Did you ever see Knock Around Guys? <laughs> Vin Diesel. It's got a bunch of other people in it, but dude, Vin, like Diesel, a Vin plays, Diesel fan. He plays a Jew. Are you a Diesel dog. <laughs> is that what they're called? I have no idea. I hope so. Oh, dude, I, I would just be. made a thing. <laughs> I do, dude. Honestly, I don't mind Vin Diesel. No, no. I don't mind and it's not because he's a good actor. Not a bad way to spend ten thousand dollars. <laughs> that hurts my throat today. I it, more steroids. It's not because he's a good actor, but because he gets good roles. Like Chronicle of Riddick. Great fucking flick, dude. I just kinda like him. I like I don't mind his, his terrible acting. Yeah, he's you like know. a big badass. I, I like the Fast and Furious movie. No, I was gonna say I've never really watched Fast they and Furious. They should have ended up Paul much. Walker dying, honestly. That would that would have been like a understandable Last hurrah. I saw Up to Tokyo Drift. I thought Tokyo Drift was good. Not nah. many people liked it. Nah. Um, now that now that they put it in the plot line, because it's like it's technically like the sixth movie now or something like that in the official uh, in the official chronology of the, oh of the, of the series. How many of those movies are there? Ten. Oh. Nine. 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 Yeah, <laughs> I think nine's coming out or ten's coming out soon. Oh, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> as the movies have gone on, I think there's less characters on each movie. Excellent. I think this last one's just, just Vin Diesel on the cover. No, it's also got uh, the chick. Because um, they're married, and they have a kid. I well, saw a trailer smoking, for it. Wait, the smoking on Italian chick? She's is Italian? It like, is it Gal Gadot? Is Gal Gadot in those movies? I don't, I don't know, know her name. The, the chick from SWAT. 
Did you ever see those movies? Like, oh. Swat was a good movie. I did I like that movie, dude. That was when everybody found out about uh, Jeremy Renner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I was like, I hate that guy. And then he, he turns into Nighthawk like seven years later. And Colin McFarrell still Colin McFarrell. Good that was movie. a good movie. I thought good I liked movie. that movie. All right. It was, a, it was a wide open plot. Oh, we're going to end this podcast. We're really going to end this right now. We were just, we were just <laughs> jiving. I just got here. Yeah, it, it's an hour and a half. I have my comfy pants on. You do, and we're both wearing slippers. We are. So there's that, and then we're drinking. And... Oh, man, but it's getting late, and I got to go. So we'll have to get you back on. Right. <laughs> we can ramble some more. I'm calling this, what should I call this episode? It's going to be like ramble time with Paul. Yeah. It's going to be like ramble on. Mike and Sue by Led Zeppelin. Sing my song. Yeah. Don't, don't. How my way. Great song. Yeah. But, you know, we've had good times and bad times. You know, I've had my share. No, let's not get into singing Zeppelin. All right. Everybody, you know what? Thank you for listening. If you stuck around this long, you're amazing, you're a beautiful soul, and I love you. Don't forget to follow Dude and the Duke on the Instagrams, but more importantly, Wandering Yetis. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not following both of those Instagrams, what are you even doing? That's where all the content is. These are just a small little tip of the iceberg. I'm posting on both of those sons of bitches every day. So come on by. Talk to me, leave a comment, be like, hey, dude, I think you're a douchebag. And I'll be like, hey, bro, that's cool. I think you're pretty cool because I just looked at your profile and now we're going to be friends. So, (laughs) (laughs) whatever, shut up. Follow us, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're all over that shit. Find it, follow it, love it. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Peace.